Hello and welcome. Is your business your mission and your mission your business? If yes, you found your tribe. Whether you feel like it or not, you are avant-garde, going your own way, making your own path, doing it like no one has done before. And the answers to the challenges you're facing aren't in a book. My friend, you are not alone. This is the Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Trisha Bailey, a mission-minded serial entrepreneur and traveler. My purpose on this earth is to use my authenticity and passion to equip and empower social entrepreneurs to live in their highest calling, feeling freedom, fulfillment, and security, and inspiring others to do the same. Join me for stories, tips, and tricks for taking avant-garde inspired action in your business so that you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. I believe it doesn't have to be hard to be right. Welcome to episode seven of Avant-Garde Entrepreneur. I'm so glad you're here today, my friend. In the last few episodes, I talked about topics that are very real and difficult parts of life as a social entrepreneur. Episode four was about overcoming overwhelm. Episode five was about managing spinning plates. Episode six was about two topics, making mistakes and missing God. If you missed any of these, I encourage you to go back and listen. And you'll find that you're not alone, that you're not doing anything wrong when things don't go your way. You're just doing life as a social entrepreneur. And even if you're not feeling any of it right now, any of those things that we talked about in the other episodes, thankfully, it's nice when we get a break. It's still good to be prepared for when you are. So even if you're not feeling any of it right now, it's good to be prepared for when you are. And if you are prepared with a plan to respond, first of all, you don't fall as far. And second, you'll bounce back much, much faster. From the responses I've received from you, these challenges really hit home. And while having someone like me in your ears or watching on YouTube is comforting, you know, to have someone who gets you is is great. It's really just the tip of the iceberg. Now, I get a tremendous amount of joy from sharing with you and hearing from you. So please keep it coming. But I must share something really important with you. As you navigate the challenges of life as a social entrepreneur, it's really, really important to seek out and to be open to receiving help when it comes in your path. And that's exactly what this episode is about. The importance of professional help from coaches, mentors, guides, and counselors. Now, I know it's not easy asking for help or receiving help. You live a rare and unique life that few can identify with. But the truth is that there are people who are uniquely qualified to help you. Now, that one person will not likely be the same for every topic. Likely, it's a different person for different aspects of your life and business. But just as you are living in your Esther moment, chosen for such a time as this to empower people to lift themselves from poverty or simply discover new ways of doing and being in life, others are living in their Esther moments as well. They are uniquely and divinely inspired to support, edify, empower, and encourage you. 
I would not be here today, my friends, living out my purpose if it wasn't for coaches and mentors in my life. I've had countless coaches and guides for different aspects of my life. And of course, like you, I know I can figure out a lot of stuff on my own. So I almost always have my DIY phase or do it yourself (laughs) where I learn as much as I can and get as far as I can on my own. But inevitably, there is a professional that comes along, crosses my path, that shortcuts my learning. They do it so much faster and better. And that frees me up to focus on the next thing, the next innovation, the next challenge, the next upgrade. I received coaching on my early career in marketing, sales, IT, spiritual growth, finance, business development, personal development. Some was paid by the generosity of others. So it was free to me, but others paid for it. Most of it I paid for with money I barely had at the time. It was pretty much every situation. It's been a huge stretch financially to have a coach or to hire someone to help me. But each and every coach I've ever had has gotten me to a higher level than I ever would have on my own. And so there's a real value in that, that money just can't buy. In fact, I wouldn't even be alive on this planet if it weren't for a specific coach who led me to a counselor who has since become a mentor and friend. She helped me rebuild my DNA after a series of traumatic events that sort of broke it. She helped me unpack my boxes, literally and figuratively, literally. I had boxes of memories that I had just shoved out of sight that I didn't want to deal with or think about. And figuratively, I had boxes of emotions and feelings that I just stuffed down inside me. And she helped me to recognize and embrace my gifts and walk in them. All of this because someone cared enough to hold me accountable to get and receive professional help. So I am passionate about helping social entrepreneurs have a safe space in which to seek guidance and ask for help. So I'm going to share with you the W's of coaching, the what, why, and where. What coaching is, why you need it, and where to find one. Now, I can tell from the length of my notes that this episode is probably going to be a tad longer than what I think that you have time for in one sitting. So I'm going to break it up into two episodes. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the what. What is coaching? And in episode eight, I'll talk about the why and the where. Why you need coaching and where to find it. So let's get into it. The what. What do I mean when I say coaching? For simplicity and the sake of time, I am going to use coaching as a very, very broad term to describe any outside help from an unbiased professional. However, there are several different levels and functions. I'm going to break them down into five. Coaches, mentors, counselors, advisors, and consultants. There are more, and there's a lot of crossover depending on the industry that you're in and the type of work that you do, but I'll focus on these five. 
for reference. I'm using a combination of resources to give you these definitions, but the primary source is the Open Networks Coaching Program definitions because to me, they are more clear than any others I've researched. And these definitions speak specifically to social entrepreneurs who work in challenging environments, caring for the spiritual health of people while generating long-term profit so that you can care for even more people. And the examples I give are just from me. I'm going to give some examples and they might be a little edgy, but that's what this podcast is about. It's a safe space to just get the real stuff out in the open. So these are my examples and I hope that they're helpful to you. Here we go. The big picture. Coaches, mentors, and counselors focus on you, the person, while advisors and consultants focus on your problem or problems. So we'll start with those who focus on you as a person, coaches, mentors, and counselors. Number one, coach. A coach is someone who speaks with you regularly in a structured process. Likely they've been in business, maybe not in your business, but they've been in, been in and seen enough in life to understand how human nature and the world works in terms of business. Good coaches ask a lot of questions and they help draw the answers out of you. They help you tap into the superpowers within you, and they may help you hear clearly when there's so much noise around you. So let's say your social enterprise is a construction company. A coach might be someone who's owned a business, not necessarily in construction, or has been an executive who's responsible for a lot of employees. So they're not going to necessarily give you advice on how to run your construction company. However, they're going to ask you the right kinds of questions to draw the answers out of you in terms of your business and personal growth. And if they see you're stuck in a certain area, a coach may recommend an advisor or consultant to help you with a specific problem. Number two, mentor. A mentor is someone who shares regularly with you in a more unstructured manner than a coach. Likely, a good mentor for you has owned or been in a similar type of business to yours. They don't have to be, but they often are. They've literally walked the path before you, and they can teach you specific things that smooth your path and help you to be more effective in your work, both the technical and emotional elements. Likely, a mentor also understands the family dynamics that are sort of an inevitable part of the business or the social enterprise that you run, and they can help you navigate that part of your life as well. Because in social enterprise or in business in general, it can very much be a family, a family affair with family dynamics. So back to the construction company example. A mentor might be someone who retired or sold his or her construction company. Even if they did business in Canada and you're in Cambodia, they still can be an excellent mentor. They are used to dealing with the challenges of hourly or daily paid employees, the red tape of contracts and permitting, supply chain issues, dealing with the weather, although it may be snowstorms in Canada and monsoons in Cambodia. 
that you get the, the weather is often a factor in construction. And a mentor will likely give you suggestions and shut a mentor will likely give you suggestions and shortcut your learning and help you prevent mistakes. Number three, counselor. A counselor helps with specific acute issues. A counselor is probably licensed in a specific scope of practice and is not allowed or equipped to go outside of that. And on the flip side, people without a license aren't necessarily allowed or equipped to go inside of that, inside of those specific issues. So back to the construction company. Let's say you employ people who are recovering from drug or alcohol addiction. You empower them by giving them skills training, such as masonry, welding, framing, and a job opportunity to use their skills. Likely, you want a licensed counselor either on staff or on standby to help your employees because it's inevitable that someone will struggle. Some of them are going to struggle. Someone's going on a vendor. And even if your project manager has walked their path, they've been in recovery for 10 years, they've got 3,650 chips to prove it, they've lived a life of sobriety, and they can mentor them, your employees, but your project manager also has jobs to run. So the project manager's got to get someone else to take the guys or the woman's place, at least for a day, probably for a few days while they get themselves back together. And you need a licensed counselor to help that person, help your employee pick themselves back up and break those chains so that they can get back to life and work. And counseling is not just for others. It's also for you. You may even need a counselor at time. Overwhelm in the extreme, I talked about this in episode uh, four, overwhelm in the extreme can lead to anxiety, depression, hopelessness, helplessness. All of these are debilitating feelings. And even though you may be the happiest, most resilient, upbeat person on the outside, many of us, many of us high performers really struggle on the inside. We have this outside persona that everybody sees, but we have this internal world that's a mystery that no one knows about. Your coach or mentor may recognize the symptoms in you, but they are not necessarily qualified to give you that kind of help. Even if your coach or mentor, if it seems they can do everything, because they probably can, (laughs) counselors have special training that enables them to shake off the gunk and heaviness that we performers bring into a counselor's physical and emotional space. So your coach or mentor may lose sleep at night worrying about you and your acute situation, but your licensed counselor likely will not. So if your coach or mentor recommends counseling, get it. You will thank them later. Now, we'll move on to the people who focus on your problems. These are advisors and consultants. So number four, advisors. An advisor has expertise in certain areas. An advisor will speak to your situation with advice and suggestions. So, for example, let's say you've made it past that fateful five-year mark in your construction business. 
Many social businesses don't make it past one year, let alone five years. So let's say you've made it and you start thinking, well, what's next? Because we social entrepreneurs, we're always up for a challenge. What's possible in the next five years? Or how long can I keep up this pace? You may want to hire a business advisor, someone who specializes in helping people buy and sell businesses to do evaluation of your social enterprise. By doing evaluation, your business advisor can not only tell you what your construction company is worth today, but can also help you strategize for the future. So in each type of business, whether it's a cafe or a construction company or an IT firm, there are certain levers and switches that can be pulled or pushed to make it grow in certain ways. And a good business advisor knows what those are in each industry. So like your coach, the business advisor will ask you a lot of probing questions, but these questions have a little different nature. They, they will be specifically about what you want and what you're hearing in your spirit. And the purpose of those questions is not about you having the answers. It's more to understand your desires so that they can help you design the social enterprise to get the, the desired result. So he or she will give you the answers and tell you what you need to do to get from point A to point B. Your coach or mentor will likely sense when it's time for you to bring in a business advisor or other type advisor, such as legal, IT, marketing. However, if you don't have a coach or mentor, I can't stress enough the importance of a business advisor, whether one comes your way or you seek them out. So many people, both in and out of social enterprise, they don't plan for their exit. They just think they'll do it forever. Oh, I'm never going to retire. And then one day they just run out of steam or they feel like they can't do it anymore or they get an illness or something happens and they have no successor because they failed to plan. They failed to train someone. Their business slowly dwindles till there's nothing left but regret and heartache of a lost legacy. But that, my friend, is not you because you are going to ask for help. Finally, number five, consultants. A consultant comes in with a specific solution to your specific problem. Who doesn't need help with accounting? My goodness, a prime example of the need for a consultant here. So whether it's QuickBooks or some industries have specific software, that's kind of the standard practice. Even if you have a degree in finance or accounting, software changes. Regulations in the country or countries in which you file and pay taxes change. A QuickBooks consultant can come in to your construction company and fix you right up. They can do in minutes what would take you weeks, and they can make corrections to problems that you didn't even know existed. Just within minutes. So a couple other examples of consultants. Let's say you've worked with a business advisor and you have determined that you're ready to expand. You're ready to maybe build a building in another village so that you can leave supplies and equipment in that place. Your business advisor might recommend that you hire a consultant to put together a business plan for your loan application. 
Or let's say the business advisor has scoured your financials because that's what they do when they create a valuation for you and things just aren't adding up. And there's a possibility of embezzlement, which means someone is stealing from your social enterprise. Unfortunately, it happens more than you may think. This is a really precarious situation and you need a very specialized consultant in this case, such as maybe a forensic accountant. But either way, whether it's something that is really precarious, such as embezzlement, or whether it's something that's fine-tuning like QuickBooks, a consultant can come in and really make a difference in your business and save you lots of time and energy and really provide a specific solution to your specific problem. Okay, that was the what. Five different types. Three focus on you, coaches, mentors, and counselors. Two focus on your problems, advisors, and consultants. Each of which serves different needs you will inevitably have as a social entrepreneur. Next time, we'll talk about the why you need them and where to find one. Before we wrap up today, though, I have an announcement. I'd love for you to mark your calendars for Tuesday, March 22nd at 12 noon GMT. I'm really excited to host my very own live event. This is the first time I've been a guest on several, but I've never hosted my own. So your feedback from the previous episodes has really inspired me. And I've created a workshop just for you, my avant-garde entrepreneur friends. So in episode seven, I shared about making mistakes and that being a part of our life and our learning. But once in a while, you may get some wisdom and insight that really helps you to avoid particular mistakes altogether. So I've compiled a list of some of the most common mistakes I either see, hear, or have done in social entrepreneurship. And I've designed a workshop to help you avoid these mistakes in your social enterprise altogether. Now, it will be a workshop or I guess you could say a masterclass format. So I'll be teaching and sharing, but you'll be thinking and learning for yourself and your unique social enterprise situation. So we all know that what works in one village might not work in another village five kilometers away. So this is not about me giving you a list of answers. It's more like a mentoring situation where you'll walk away with some tangible tools that you can implement right away. So I'll link I'll link World Time Buddy in the show notes so you can figure out your exact time. But in general, on that Tuesday will be in daylight savings time in the countries that use that. So 12 noon GMT is morning in the U.S., Canada, Central and South America. Um, it's early afternoon in Africa and Europe, and it's late afternoon to evening in Asia. So most important, how to sign up. Well, there are a couple different ways. First, you can go to my website, trishabaileyphd.com. I'll also link the registration page here in the show notes, or you can do it the old-fashioned way and email me, trisha at trishabaileyphd.com, and it's T-R-I-S-H-A. You can also DM me on LinkedIn or Instagram as well, and I can send you the link. That's all for today, my friends. I hope I've cleared up some of the mysteries of what coaching is and that you have a better understanding of the different types. I'll be back soon and we'll talk about why you need them and where to find them. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Avant-Garde Entrepreneur. I hope you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. If you enjoyed what you heard, share it with a friend. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it here on your podcast player. Questions, comments, or feedback? Connect with me directly at trishabaileyphd.com or on social at trishabaileyphd. Now, you go and get back to making the world a better place. I'll see you back here soon.